Welcome back to the water cooler. Where we cover everything you need to know to not sound like an asshole at work. Can you just take a deep breath and just breathe in that weekend of football we just had? What a weekend. What a weekend. I I love my life. It was amazing. Look, I'm I'm the I'm the LeBron meme. Can't believe this is my life. <laughs> you look just like him right now. I know the people at home can't see it, but damn, that was good. <laughs> Man, it's just to start it off with those heavy hitters, and there was heavy hitters all day with you know the Dolphins versus Chiefs going into the Bengals and Bills, mix in the fucking Cowboys and Eagles in the middle. But those weren't even the best games. I mean, we had incredible games all day. I'm ready to say it. Josh Dobbs is my fucking hero. That guy's a legend. Oh, love that man. CJ Stroud is the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, Stroud boy. What do you think, Stroud or Dobbs for MVP? Ooh, it's gonna be tough. Um, I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, Dobbs though, he's done it for two teams. That's true. That's true. I don't yeah. know if he really did it for the Cardinals, but he did it yesterday. That was great. But let's start it off with it's Monday night. We just got done watching some Monday night football. The San Diego, not Los Angeles Chargers, went to New York and beat the New York Jets 20. I don't even have the score in front of me. 27 6. Man, I thought it was closer than that. I guess I thought the Jets were about to score at the end, and then they didn't. They should have. But the Chargers hand, handled business literally from start to finish. They took that punt back at, in the first quarter, in the first fucking three minutes, to the house. They never lost the lead. It was 17-3 to three at halftime. Just an all-around ass beating. It was. And this score doesn't reflect how good the Jets' defense played. That's um, the crazy part. They did play really well. Yeah, they played really well. Like you said, they gave up the punt. Um, and then the last touchdown of the of the night was off of a Zach Wilson fumble that the Chargers picked up and stepped out of bounds at the two. And the Chargers scored on the first play after that. So, you know, two of their touchdowns were off of one, a special teams play, one, a turnover that set up a super short field. So, I mean... They kept him in that thing, but Zach Wilson had shown some signs of growth over these past few weeks. But man, did he look bad again today? Yeah, he did. He uh, he he just like melts, man. In, in certain moments, I don't know what it is about him. You can definitely see the flashes of talent in there, but he's not the guy. And especially, it just sucks because they the defense played so well and they were making plays all over the place. And you're like, holy shit, like. They're holding this Chargers team down. Justin Herbert looked like shit. Like, they yeah. did not look good at all. Keenan Allen's the only guy, and Eckler had a good day too. But other than that, like, it felt like Herbert couldn't find anybody else as far as the patch catchers go because the defense was just locking them down. They had a great game. But, you know, you give up, like you said, a punt to the house, and then basically that fumble went to the house. They were on the two-yard line, and Eckler punched it in. So two touchdowns. Would have been thirteen to six without those. And who knows how yeah. it could have gone? You know. Yeah, it sucks to see. Yeah, it. I, yeah, it's it it's tough. Like you said, with uh, 
with Wilson, he really does crack. Like there's a perfect play that kind of like encapsulates. There's a good vocab word encapsulates his NFL tenure. He, he gets rushed. He avoids the rush, makes a great play to roll out of the pocket. He's rolling out. He sees his tight end just posted up on the sideline, wide open, no one around him, sets his feet, throws, and just misses him, throws it way wide. And even in Troy Aikman even said on the telecast, he's like, I mean, he did all, he did the hard part, and then he just, he just missed him, like, after. So it is like he melts. He's like, he gets overwhelmed almost, and his natural talent, makes him look good at times because he's got a good arm. He's he's athletic enough to avoid the rush and things like that. But then once he did avoid that, it's almost like he was like, oh, shit, I didn't expect to do that. And then he goes to make the throw and misses. Yeah, there was another one, too, where he did, like, a great job stepping up, avoiding pressure. It was, like, third and six or something. And he stepped up into, like, a wide-open lane. And it looked like he was about to scramble for a first down. And then he just like a little shovel pass to Brees Hall who got hit almost immediately. And it's like, dude, just fucking run the ball yourself. Like, goddamn. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. He he is exactly who they thought he was going into the year. And that's why they went and got Aaron Rodgers. And to just, you know, I'm it's, it's tough when Rodgers goes down. You have so much money tied up into him. You can't just automatically go get another quarterback. But to just ride it out with this guy and, and hope that things would be different, yeah. pretty foolish. It's obviously not nothing has changed. Yeah, exactly. But this AFC is interesting, man. I mean, the Chargers moved to four and four, so did the Jets. Now there's nine teams at the middle of that AFC pack with either five or four wins. And it's a little early to yeah. start looking at playoffs, but uh, there's only eight games left. So it's coming down to that or nine games for some of them. Um, It's like these these jets, the defense is good enough. They're four and four. They're good enough to be a playoff team. They're right on the cusp right now, but unless Aaron Rodgers can get back in like three weeks there, I don't think they got a chance. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps it up for that one. Anything else you want to say on there? No, I'm good on that one. Let's get over to this juicy, milky, big old muffin of a Sunday slate. Start it off before we even get to Germany. Your boy told you, put that parlay in, go make some money. And you know what I did on Sunday? I even got a little bit greedy. I did the three games I told everybody. Let me pull it up just so I have it, just so I'm not... Lying to anyone, I said Colts money line, Eagles money line, Raiders money line. I got greedy. I even took the Colts minus two just to get a little crazy, which is basically money line. Then I added a little, a little sprinkle with the Commanders plus seven. That Patriots being favored there was fucking crazy. Uh, I was still a little scared though. I was scared because it was like something's going on here. So I took them plus seven. It got my parlay up to plus six fifty two. I only had $11.69 in the account. Put it all on it, $188, and now we're back in fucking business, baby. Got enough money for next week. Yeah, that's all you can ask for. Just feels good to cash a winner. It does. Yeah, my my, um, teaser I put out, the only thing that let me down was that Germany game, the over, everything else hit. But I pivoted, and... Bounced back, had a good day out there betting. 
Um, yeah, you know, one one with the Colts, one with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it was a good day. It was a good weekend. Doesn't count though if you don't say it on the pod before. That's true. That's true. People don't care. They're not happy for you. Exactly. But speaking of that Germany game, let's get started with the. Uh, God, I want to say down under. They're not down under. That's fucking Australia. What do they say in Germany? Nine. <laughs> okay. And as we head to Germany where the Dolphins put up Donka in the first half, the Chiefs <laughs> won 21 to 14 in a game where the Chiefs were up 21 to nothing at halftime. And then the Dolphins fought back and actually made it a very interesting game. I'll let you break it down for me a little bit. But before we get to that, this game was like such a perfect little foreplay for the whole fat, juicy Sunday slate because it started off kind of shitty, honestly. It was like Chiefs were up 21 nothing. If you woke up early, you're like, what the fuck am I doing up at 7.30 in the morning on the West Coast watching a 21 nothing game? Although that touchdown to get it to 21 was sick. But then the Dolphins came back, and then at the very end of the game, they had a chance to go down and win it. So it was just like it was teasing you along. You know, started off nice and slow and gentle early in the morning. And then by the end of it, you were just wet and ready to ride for that big old main slate. Is that how you felt too? Yeah, 100%. I'm saying, man. That was like a slip and slide. I I can't think of any better way to – explain what that game did to me um because you're exactly right it was it, it was a little it was a little warm-up you know um but yeah like you said chiefs go up 21 nothing the the their third touchdown that put them up 21 came off a tyree kill fumble late in the first half and the chiefs scoop it up pitch it back to someone else he takes it to the house it was a great return um but yeah it was it was a perfect game for the morning because it was kind of a lazy flow game. It was just so weird. Both defenses were playing pretty good and it was a good game to watch laying in bed, which I was. And, you know, as it got a little more exciting, you're the sun's coming up, you're getting up, you're starting your day. Dolphins are making a comeback. You're like, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe this thing's going to get interesting. And it did. But yeah, ultimately, you know, Chiefs get the stop. That defense, that Chiefs defense is very, very good. I was just about to ask you, are they a defensive team now? Travis Kelsey had fucking 14 yards. Mahomes, their offense, um, Tua threw for more yards than Mahomes. They ran for more yards, obviously had more receiving yards. The offense of the the Dolphins had a better day on paper, but the Chiefs felt like they were in control the whole time. Yeah, I I think that defense is is really really dominant and it's allowing the Chiefs time to figure out their offense and figure out what their identity is on offense because right now it's throw to Travis Kelsey and that's about it. Rashi Rice is looking pretty good. He scored that he scored the opening touchdown, but he had um, like what two catches or something. Yeah, two catches. So mm-hmm. the whole the offense as a whole was just not clicking they got that defensive touchdown you know they only scored twice um for two high-powered offenses you know only only four offensive touchdowns between both of them is pretty interesting so i don't know i think i think obviously the chiefs are one of the best teams in the league that defense is going to keep them in any game and when you have patrick mahomes 
on on as your quarterback. If you're in a game, you're probably going to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get it twisted. They still have Andy Reid and Mahomes and Kelsey, and they're seven and two, so they're you know first place in the AFC and two and a half games ahead of the Chargers in the AFC West, where I think they can pretty much wrap that up. They're not getting caught in that division. They're going to win the division. Definitely have a home playoff game. Probably going to win the AFC when it comes down to it. But it will be very interesting to see what they do with that offense because it feels like you said, like Rashi Rice has looked decent, but they don't have like when when that Mahomes Kelsey connection isn't buzzing, like they don't have anyone else they can go to. Yeah. It's, it's really weird to see. Yeah. And that that uh touchdown for the Chiefs at the end of the first half, Tyreek Hill got like stripped. You mentioned it, and whoever it was on the chiefs picked it up and it was such a sick play. Cause he was getting wrapped up about to go down and he just pitched it out. Another chiefs guy got it, takes it to the house. It's like, why don't teams do that more often in the NFL? That was so fucking sick. I'd love yeah. to see that more often. Of course, yeah, when it was Josh Allen tries to do it, he fucking fumbles and the other team takes it to the house, but that's the price you pay sometimes. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got one of the, one of the best games of the day. The Minnesota Vikings go to Atlanta, win on the road, 31 to 28. Who gives a fuck? Kirk Cousins tears his Achilles. That's okay. We'll put in Jaron Hall, who actually looked pretty fucking good on the first drive. He was like five or six for 70 yards. He could run the ball. He gets concussed or second drive or whatever it was. Concussed trying to score on the one yard line. And who comes in? Josh fucking Dobbs to save the day. He did, and he he arrived to Minnesota three days before the game, didn't know teammates' names that he's out there throwing the ball to, didn't know any of the cadences for the offensive line. Just incredible stuff that he comes in, leads them to 21 second-half points, and it's not like he came in and started strong. He came in got us the the falcons got a safety uh they forced a different fumble on him just crazy and he just bounces back resilient guy keeps going keeps going and leads him down the field and and scores scores late to get the win yeah that was truly like not hyperbole i know this is a week nine fucking game between two teams who ultimately probably don't matter in the grand scheme of things that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen like this dude was yeah. on the sideline when Jaron Hall got hurt. You probably saw this clip going around where he was on the sideline with his linemen and he was taking snaps from a center. He'd never taken snaps from and he's practicing his cadence. So all the linemen can hear it because they've never heard it before so that they know like, oh, this is what he sounds like when he's like calling out <laughs> fucking snap. So it's just crazy. Like you go from that to he's out there throwing to people he doesn't even know. He's probably throwing it to fucking kj osborne like damn finally throwing it to justin jefferson like this guy's really good yeah. you know he has no fucking clue <laughs> yeah didn't even realize jefferson was out <laughs> yeah yeah but and how great yeah. was it uh, you know we've talked about arthur smith i, I think it was last week we, you were going off on him this fucking fedex piece of shit take yeah. that pack it up and ship your ass home and they were at home yeah. anyways. but that was fucking nice to see because these guys are pissing us off and you go at home in a game you fucking need because you're in this division race. Like this, this is your playoffs right here. And you lose to to the third string quarterback. That's tough to see. Yeah, that that's the type of loss that 
has you kind of looking over your shoulder to see if if the if the owner or GM's coming to talk to you after because that is a that's a that's a tough uh, job security uh, loss there. You should not be losing the game at home to a third string quarterback who just got there. That that can't be happening. And they just continue to be. They just continue to be incompetent. He, his play calling is so bad. Taylor Heineke wasn't great, but why do we continue that? You know, it worked for a touchdown, but why are we throwing screen passes to John Smith? It it's worked, crazy. but why? Well, like, and that's that's not even the worst part. So th- there was a, a point where they forced a fumble and return it to the Vikings one yard line. I'm reading a, a tweet from Phil Gates right now. So they force a fumble, take it to the Vikings one yard line. Where did they draft Bajan Robinson? Fucking eight or nine or something. They don't use him. First and goal, false start. First and goal again. They pass it to Johnny Smith, incomplete. Second and goal, an end around with not Drake London, not even Corel Patterson, not Kyle Pitts, not Bajan Robinson. He wasn't even on the field. End around with Johnny Smith. Like, he's had a good year. He's a, a good NFL tight end. It's not like he's a fucking blazing, like, speedster. No. He's not making guys miss out there. Like, you're running end-arounds with John Smith? When you literally have a tight end that you drafted, that I is. can do that. Like, <laughs> that. That is. And then third and goal, they hand it off to Tyler Algier, stuffed. And then they kick a field goal. But John Robinson never even saw the field. Insane. It's, it's, it's he's it's truly got to the point where he's going to lose his job because he's just stubborn and doesn't want everyone yeah. else to be right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy. Well, me too. He deserves it. He deserves to lose his job. He's incompetent. He, you know, we, we joked that he coaches like he's not worried about his job security because he's got all that money. His dad being the FedEx founder, he, he, he's stubborn. Like, He's a he. He's a kid that's never been told no in his entire life. So, I I think he just it's his way or the highway, and and for whatever reason he doesn't like something with Bajan's rubbed him the wrong way, something with Kyle Pitts rubbed him the wrong way, and he's just riding with his guys. Johnny Smith was his guy in Tennessee. That's not a that's not a coincidence. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Stupid, so annoying. It sucks because. I'm so glad the Vikings won, but the, the Falcons almost made it work. I mean, they went down. They had a 13-play, 79-yard drive to take the lead with, like, it was like two minutes and 15 seconds left or something like that. And then fucking Josh Dobbs and the Vikings went 11 plays, 75 yards. They did it in a minute 46 to go and take the lead back and win the game. That was fucking awesome. And that was only the second-best game of the day. Maybe yeah, not even second. Exactly. I mean, there were so many good games. This was a wet dream of a day for football. Well, it's because you had the good primer in the morning. That's what I'm saying, dude. All right, next up, we had the Arizona Cardinals, certain Clayton Toons, goofy-ass motherfucking name, going to Cleveland against the Browns, where the Browns won 27 to nothing. Uh, what I mean, you want to move on to the next one? or? Yeah, this game was never close. Browns didn't play great by any means on offense. Um, they, you know, Amari Cooper caught a touchdown pass that Watson literally threw off the helmet of a Cardinals yeah. defender. Um, but that defense, like we've talked about, is very good. Uh, Cardinals clearly 
are just not talented enough, especially when you got Clayton fucking Toon starting at quarterback. But they have Kyler Murray coming back uh, this week, it sounds like. And yeah, James Conner coming back this week too. Yeah, and he may be playing uh, for his career at this point, for at least in Arizona, or he's auditioning for a new team. So either way, he's going to be motivated. And yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how they play because as a franchise, you want him to play well, you want him to look good, uh, but you also don't want to win many games. You want him next week to just ball out look amazing and run enough where people are like, oh, he's, he's good. And then you want to be like, yeah, you know what? His hammy is just kind of tight. We're yeah. shutting him down for the year. You know, <laughs> Clayton Toon is the guy. We just want to see what we got here. Yeah. Get just enough tape to uh, be able to trade him in the off season for something good and, and then go from there. Yeah. But yeah, these Browns, they just played good defense. They ran the ball like 40 times. And that's what you do when you play against Clayton Toon and the Arizona Cardinals right now. Exactly. Next up, we got the LA Rams going to Green Bay where the Packers won 20 to 3. And not because they did anything well in that game, but because Brett Rippin, Rippian, however you say it, should not be playing starting quarterback in the NFL, much like our friend Clayton Toon. Yeah. Yeah. Another another bad quarterback play um here. Honestly, from both sides a little bit. Uh, it's not like Jordan loves no. lighting it up over there. But, yeah, just another snooze fest of a game. But Packers got it done. That defense is pretty good. They're sitting at 3-5 and five now. I don't think they're relevant by any means. I just think the Rams uh, not having Stafford being on the road and also not being super talented, just all those add up to, you know, you lose by 17 on the road. Yeah, that's the NFL. If you don't have a, a quarterback that can even just do the most basic things with that offense, even with all the weapons they have, um, that's what's going to happen. You're not going to go on the road and beat any NFL team, really, with that. So, yeah. it'll, you know, Packers aren't good. Rams aren't good. I don't think that they really – either of these teams have anything to play for this year. Probably, honestly, both trying to look forward to next year and see what they can do to set themselves up to be successful again in the future, yeah. but it ain't going to happen here. Yeah. All right. I, next I up, think... we got the Washington commanders going on the road, pulling off, I guess the upset 20 to 17 against the Patriots as this Patriots team is just not good. Mac Jones isn't the guy, but Sam, how, what do you think? Maybe he might be able to, he might be able to be somebody. Yeah. I, you know, this this game wasn't as sexy, obviously, as Dolphins Chiefs on paper leading up to it. So, but this was so we didn't want to call it trust your nuts, but this was trust your nuts adjacent here because I, the whole time I was like, how are the Patriots favored over anyone right now? It's got to be the Commanders, but you always worry. Vegas always knows, you know, and they were right. It was a close game. Uh, Commanders kept it. Very interesting. Howell threw a terrible interception in the end zone. And, you know, the, it was it was a close game. But ultimately, Commanders definitely got a better team. Patriots are just down bad. They got to find a way to uh, get a new quarterback in there. Mac Jones, not not the answer. I, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be bringing Josh McDaniels back in the offseason, trying to figure – 
find uh some of the old old ways get the band back together but i don't know who you know tom brady's not walking through that door so i don't know what their plan is the more this goes on the more i'm like like the patriots whole dynasty was just tom brady like he really was just that fucking good yeah because this patriots team is absolutely terrible like to even go into the year like thinking yeah mac jones is the guy like what the fuck are you doing bill belichick like so I don't know what the hell they're they're gonna end up with a really good draft pick, and they'll probably have to take a quarterback if they can get one of those like top three guys coming out of the college this year. Yeah. But if you're Robert Kraft, because I guess Belichick is the GM too, I mean, do you just have a conversation with him like, hey, we're starting fresh with a new quarterback. We want to go get like a young, up and coming offensive mind guy that's worked with quarterbacks, you know, recently. Yeah. It, it, respectfully we want to start fresh and let him go his separate ways and maybe he can get he can land another job somewhere else and you know maybe take a semi-contender to see if he can do anything with it or do you just let him pick his quarterback and then <laughs> keep doing the same thing yeah i don't know i i think so you're suggesting that that robert Kraft hits belichick with the it's not you it's me Kind of like just hey, thanks for everything. Like, come on, man, you don't want to do this, you know? Like these college like kids that. these days. It's like a. I, do you remember the, those tweets when um the Del Curry got divorced and it was like, man, you don't want to be out here in these streets. Like these yeah, women yeah. are different right now. It's like, yeah, yeah, Bill, you don't want to mess with one of these fucking college kids. They suck, dude. Yeah, yeah. I I can't imagine Bill wants to be done coaching, uh, but I could see it going that way where it it gets to a point where it's just like this isn't working anymore. And um, yeah, I could see, I could potentially see something like that happening. Um, That's, that's going to, I have a feeling that's going to fill up a lot of our uh, pod time in the off season. Yeah. hundred percent. That'll be, that'll be some juicy goss right there. All right, let's keep it moving. We got the Chicago bears going to new Orleans hung tight against the saints, but the saints pull it off at home. 24 to 17 but they didn't cover the eight and a half bears cover and great teams cover great teams do cover bears aren't a great team but they did cover i'll give them that uh the saints the saints are disgusting i i hate this team too i hate dennis allen he's he's got to be it's probably for me right now if i were to power rank my bottom worst coaches, it would be Arthur Smith one and Dennis Allen two. Brandon Staley's kind of shifted off because I've actually been on the right side of the Chargers the last two weeks and they played well. So I, I, I can I can work with him for a little bit right now. But those two Dennis this game, they kept this game close. They have a good team. They have good offense. They have good weapons. They have, you know, good defense that should dominate. And they did dominate, but you just do stupid shit and let him hang around. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know what's going on, but he's got Taysom Hill who had a good game, but he's, he's in there, you know, every three, four snaps, you know, all of a sudden he's in at quarterback. It It's just weird flow stuff over there. And, you know, they, they're too good to only win that game by seven points. Like they have too much talent. And that just tells me, that the conservative ass coaching there is just not going to work. Yeah. Well, they only won by seven and every time it looked like they were going to pull away, they would get like, you know, they had a couple turnovers in the fourth quarter, like 
in the Bears, like half the field, and it felt like they were going to do something, and they just never did. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I mean, Badgett threw three picks, and you only win this game by seven at home. It's super weird. I agree. It, it was it was fun to watch Taysom, though. He, he threw for a touchdown. He caught a touchdown, and he had like 50 yards rushing. Yeah. Interesting player, but I don't – I don't know what their identity is. They're going to win this division. I'm pretty confident in that now just because everyone else in there is so bad. And that first playoff game is going to be disgusting. They're going to get absolutely boat raced. I don't don't give a shit if it's at home. I don't even care. New Orleans fans are great. It's a great environment. It's not going to be fun to watch. I feel bad for Derek Carr already. Yeah. Yeah. I can already see like the last Sunday night game of the year is going to be Falcons saints Falcons will be like seven and nine saints will be eight and eight winner goes winner gets the home game. Yeah. It's going to suck. And Bajan will have three carries. <laughs> and Chris Algier, will catch one screen pass. <laughs> All right, five we'll have 20, 25 carries for 60 yards. Yeah. <sighs> Enough trash. of that. Moving on, we yeah. got the Seattle Seahawks. Speaking of trash, holy shit. Going to Baltimore where the Ravens beat them 37-3. to And that's three points in the NFL. I didn't say that wrong. It was 17-3 to at halftime. The Ravens went and hung another 20 in the second half. What an absolute shit show. There was someone on this podcast last week who wanted to take the Seahawks plus six. That guy's an idiot. Could not be me. No, it yeah, definitely wasn't. The the Ravens are very fucking good. They're really good. And each time they've really had like, oh, this is a t- this is a tough spot for the Ravens. Like, let's see what happens here with the Ravens. They just shit pump. Oh, like what was a good team up to that point? They gave up three to the Seahawks. The three points to their only scoring drive. DK Metcalf had his lone catch of the day for 50 yards. That was it. That's their only scoring drive. They were so dominant. Um, And, you know, Lamar had a great day. Like, he played well, but if you go look at his box score, like, he didn't do shit. According to that, Gus Bus snaked a couple TDs, you know, had a a Jerome Bettis-type stat line day where – you know, two touchdowns, but only like twenty some yards, whatever. I don't even. I didn't. He, I didn't he, had, check the he box. had fifty yards, but he only had five oh, carries. Yeah. Five carries, two touchdowns. Love that for him. Love if you if you're a fantasy but, guy, he got you seventeen fantasy points on five carries. That's a fucking efficiency right there. But yeah, they're just their their run game is very good. Lamar continues to make plays, and they're just a really really good team. And that AFC's. Tough, obviously, but they're tied with the Chiefs at seven and two. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was talking about crowning the Chiefs earlier. I completely forgot that the Ravens are seven and two now. They're an elite team, and talk about like home field advantage. The NF, they're punking the NFC right now. The Lions and Seahawks come in here, and just both of them get absolutely fucking shit pumped, like from the jump. It wasn't even close in either of these games. So that's pretty crazy to see. They're a very, very, very good team at home, and just a very good team in general play great defense like their linebackers with Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith like they just get after it run the ball like fucking nobody's business it's looking like 2000s Ravens right now but they got yeah, Lamar they on this team so fucking exactly. watch out yeah watch out cuz yeah they you know they they were very dominant 
OBJ got his first touchdown as a Raven too. At mm-hmm. the end, they were as on Twitter. They said uh, someone quote tweeted it with the video because the score it was thirty to three. He was gone. It was that. late. Yeah, <laughs> and he celebrated like crazy. It was not, not even Lamar threw it because they had brought in. Um, it was Huntley. Yeah, they brought in Huntley, and someone quote tweeted it and it was just like make a wish ass touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, that was I saw that and I was like, come on, man. Like I get your pumps. Like you had one catch last week, I think, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, seven and two now, looking like the best team in the AFC. The problem is that division is so good. Like they're obviously a much better team than the Steelers and the Browns. But you know what they yeah. say, like AFC North football, throw out the record book. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. They're gonna play them tough. And the Bengals, we're gonna talk about them later. They're looking like they could be the best team in the whole league. Yeah. 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 That division is stacked and every defense in that division is very good. So the it's going to be tough for the anyone from that division to come out with home field because they're going to there's going to be a point where they lose a game, you know, to the Steelers or to the Browns that they probably shouldn't, but it's just that those defenses are so elite that you get caught up in in that on the flip side, we probably should touch on the Seahawks because they're still sitting at five and three. They're still going to be a playoff team. But man, Gino, Gino's starting to starting to write back. I think I, I, it's not a. I don't know. I don't know if I, well, I. I think the clock struck midnight on the on the Cinderella story. There, there's only a few Seahawks fans, you know, in California where we live. One of them, our dear Kamish, is already calling for Drew Lock. Like you know, it's bad when you're calling for Drew Lock. Like, yeah, that's damn, tough. bro. It was cute last year when Gino was like, you know, the underdog, yeah. and now it's like, oh, you're in first place in the division. Like expectations are getting a little higher. A huge game, like big test here against the Ravens, and yeah. you go out and get beat like this. And he looked like shit. Yeah, and he he's did. taking these receivers that are supposed to be very good, and they're not doing shit either. So I don't know what's going on there. That's, that was a tough one for the Seahawks. I think the 49ers are going to win that division and they're going to end up in a game. The Seahawks will end up in a game against someone very good in the playoffs and they're not, it's not going to be fun. Yeah. On the flip side, Ravens huge win. As we talked about last week in the bird power rankings, do you want them right now? Yeah. Hit hit me with them. You got so lucky. If Schoonmaker is a half yard further the Ravens with a launch to number one in the BPR. As it sits, the Eagles retain the number one spot in the all-important bird power rankings. The Ravens are number two. Seahawks, number three. Cardinals, number four. Falcons, number five, just because I fucking hate Arthur Smith. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Now, if the Eagles would have lost, I think I might have had to go Ravens, Seahawks, Eagles, just because losing to another bird is a lot more impressive than losing to a cowboy. But what about scoring three points in, yeah, a, know, ma- in a battle of the birds? Hey, respect the bird, okay? Yeah. Oh, I, always. Always. Next up, we got the game of the day. It was our beer bet, and it was a fucking great one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went to Houston, where the Texans won 39-37 in a fucking shootout with 76 total points. And C.J. Stroud is the greatest quarterback to ever walk this green earth. 
Stroud boys stand up. What a performance. 29 second half points for the Texans. Stroud was just out there slinging it and like just looking so confident doing it. Like the moment was never too big. Just incredible, incredible performance. He he's a baller. And that young team, we've talked about it before with the Miko Ryans, they're they're really easy to root for. Like it's cool to see them heading in the right direction. They know they got their guy. But man, what a what a game. This was just electric between this one and the the Vikings game going back and forth at the end of, of oh, the 10 a.m. morning. Oh my zone. god. Well, it was if you you know, like you, you called you called the uh, you know, you called the first game the the warm-up. This was this was the this was the climax, no doubt. It was talking ejaculation. Yeah, absolutely. Money shot. But just incredible performance. The Texans lose their kicker, so they're having to go for two, which weird enough, they're too like they were driving the field up driving the ball up and down the field, scoring at will. But their two point plays sucked ass. Like they, yeah, they they're so bad. And they they're basically just having to give away these points because they don't have a kicker. But little do we do we come to find out soon later. They, they didn't do. know either. They didn't know. But backup running back, Igbon Igbonaguam, I believe his it's name an, is. Dere Ogumbale. Ogumbale. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, Igbonaguam, I think, is a that's the last name of a player on CR's team. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same guy. They can both kick. <laughs> but um, yeah, he he comes in, he kicks, he kicks a field goal, just Electric stuff, electric stuff. But what does Baker do? Straps on that helmet. He goes down the field, drives it down like it ain't no thing. But then Stroud Boy just comes right back. No sweat. He says, I'm going to handle this. Yeah, that was freaking amazing. That was one of the best games I've ever felt. Like That was like Texas USC Rose Bowl National Championship back in like, what was that, like 2006 or something? It was insane. It was just back and forth. It felt like both these quarterbacks were just making every throw they had to. I mean, everyone out there was just making every play that you can imagine. You're talking about Daria Ogunbowe making that kick to make it 33 to 30 after they had just gone for two, like three times in a row. And you're like, why the fuck didn't you try that before? Like this game would have been a lot different if you're just kicking those extra points. Man, when Baker came back though and – Got the bucks up 37 33, was it right? I was just thinking, oh man, on the pod, I was talking about how Baker's got the you know the nuts to go out and do this, and CJ Stroud doesn't hand up. I think I even said, like, we're about to find out that the Texans are frauds, like, they can't hang with, with these other teams. Yeah. They got exposed by the Panthers. CJ Stroud is a rookie quarterback, he's about to start looking like it. Hell no, dude, he had 470 yards and five touchdowns. The yardage breaks a rookie record in the NFL. The touchdowns, I think, ties it. He's one of only six quarterbacks all time, not just rookies, to throw for it was like over 450 yards, five touchdowns, and no picks. Like you, you can't do anything better than that. It was fucking amazing. And then I don't know if you saw this clip. It was after the game. He didn't get a chance to look at film or anything. He's at the podium doing his press conference, and they're asking him just like, you know, about running a two-minute drill, like, to go win a game. 
he's like, yeah, well, we got, we got a chance to have a, you know, like a two minute drill. He's like, well, actually it was, I think it was like something like 46 seconds left on the clock, which is exactly how much time was left on the clock. And he went literally play by play. He's like, I hit, I think the first pass I hit Schultz. And I think I went back to him again. He didn't get out of bounds. We had to call timeout there. And then I went across the middle to uh, Noah Brown, just told him, just get as many yards as you can. And I hit tank on the sideline. And I think he made a great catch. I couldn't even see where I put the ball because I got knocked over. And then, and then the, the game winner, we went up the middle. I, I knew I had to look off of the safety on this, this side and tank just had to beat the corner. I knew he'd be open. And I hit him in the middle literally play by play. He called all of them to the second. Like it was phenomenal. I'm like this guy coming out of the, out of college, they were talking about, he couldn't pass like the wonder lake test and shit like that. Like he wasn't like an intelligent guy. I don't, I don't know what the fuck test they're giving out there. Maybe he's, I think he even said after that, he said, I'm not a test taker. Just wait and see. Yeah. Well, yeah. we fucking saw it. That shit was crazy, man. That was nuts. He, he balled out. It was so fun to see. I didn't see that uh, press conference, so that's that's really cool. I have to go find that video. But yeah, his young his young guys too, Nico Collins and Tank Dell. They're ball like they're they're a fun team. They're a really fun team. Um, and shit's looking up over there. They're sitting at four and four too. They they're gonna fuck around and push for the playoffs. They just might, man. That that AFC. There's like one spot. There's a couple spots that are going to be up for grabs, but there's a lot of good teams in the AFC. The Texans yeah. have every right to be in that conversation and they're in a, a soft division. They're going to have some winnable games coming up. Yeah. Be very interesting. They showed a, a great uh, screenshot during the Cowboys Eagles game. I think because CD lamb, when we'll get to this had 190 yards and then the next three, uh, like top guys on the receiving yards, it was Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz, and, um, Amari Cooper, all former Cowboys too. Plus CD Lamb, hundred. Yeah, it was like, damn, those guys were all on the Cowboys at the same time. At one point, couldn't even win a playoff game. Yeah, that's crazy. I digress. I digress. And like I mentioned, that was our beer bet. I think you're up on me six to two now. Fuck, and yep. I wanted to win that one, but then when CJ Stroud came back and won that, I was like, I can't even be mad. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, that that's one where you you like. St- you're just enjoying it. You're you don't care about any rooting interest unless you're like a Bucks fan. Everyone else is just sitting there enjoying it and and yeah. thinking like, just let's. I hope he gets it done because it, it was it was cool to see. Really yeah. cool to see. That was awesome. And then that was the end of the morning games and the football kind of fell off a cliff at that point. We go into the Indianapolis Colts going to Carolina where they beat the Panthers twenty seven to thirteen. And on the flip side of that, rookie QB coin. Bryce Young, tough day, three picks. I think two of them were pick sixes in two a game pick, where they lost by 14. Two pick sixes, both to uh, Kenny Moore, I believe, both to the same player. I I just I can't imagine being part of the Panthers' front office or, like, ownership and just seeing that performance after – what Stroud did has potential to be an all time. Just, just took the wrong guy uh, at one. But you know, like we said, we just mentioned a couple of very good young guys that the Texans have. You know, good receivers: Tank Dell, Nico Collins. Panthers don't have that. He's mm-hmm. he's thrown to Adam Thielen as his best option, who had a good start, but 
I don't know. I, I'm not ready to write him off just because he is he is talented. He a great career at Alabama, uh, but man, it's it's a very tough start for him over there. Yeah, I, I know it's too early to write him off. I don't want to call him a bust yet. Like you said, he's a phenomenal talent, but holy shit, he looks bad. Like it's not even just like CJ Stroud looks good. It's not even just they're losing games like he actually looks bad like some of the throws he's making you're like oh that's just a fucking bad throw like you just can't do that exactly so yeah. that's tough to see other than that i mean the colts are they're whatever this is a game you have to go win if you're the colts but they're not going to win the division they're not going to probably make the playoffs so the the that uh score did nothing for me because they got two pick sixes the offense still didn't do much um Minshew, Minshew continues to not look great when he's set in place as a starter um but they got bright future ahead too Anthony Richardson looked great uh before getting injured as long as he can stay healthy which he's got to learn to protect himself um but yeah I mean Colts are four and five they're hanging around but yeah they're they're not a good team yeah, this uh, this rookie QB class is is proven to to maybe have some hidden gems in here, which brings me to our next game. Some people are calling it the game of the day because the New York, I won't say the P word, but the Giants go to Las Vegas, thirty to six Raiders. What a beautiful win, man. I know people are out there like, oh, shut the fuck up. You guys are four and five. I know the Raiders were in the locker room lighting cigars after beating the Giants or two and seven, and they don't even have a fucking quarterback alive to take snaps. I don't give a fucking shit, man. They looked so much better. It was so fun to see. And even Antonio Pierce hit a fucking Raiders after the game. Dude. Oh, it was just so awesome. I'd love to see it. I'm happy for you, my friend. I um, I called this the lock of the week, and it sure was. It it was never close. Um, Daniel Jones did start, but he literally couldn't even stand. He had he, I don't know how they cleared him to start. He couldn't like support his knee at all. It was like giving out on him. He was he was sacking himself essentially before they finally pulled him. And then uh, and then it was Tommy DeVito time again, and from there it was it was game over. It was, it was, the route was on. So never a doubt 24, nothing Raiders at half. It was just comfortable, easy game for them. And a uh, good start to the uh, Antonio Pierce uh, regime. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome to see. They were also showing him after the game. Uh, they asked him because he had all, he had the whole practice squad dressed on the sidelines. And like, mm-hmm. why'd you have the practice squad out there? And he was just like, Hey, they wear Raiders jerseys, just like everybody else. They're out there working hard. They're part of the team. I was just like, this guy's fucking like saying all the right things. I'm in love with this man. I want him to be the Raiders coach for for the rest of my life. I hope that's the case. It was just such a way better feeling. Even if they don't look good, like they could lose out the rest of the year. The guy's just got like fucking so much more swag and charisma than Josh McDaniels could ever even fucking fathom. And we're talking about rookie quarterbacks because Aiden O'Connell didn't really do shit all day. They just ran all over him and played good defense. But he got his first win in the NFL. Love to fucking see it. Yeah. AOC, stand up. All right, let's move on. This is the the real big game 
maybe of the whole day. I mean, we had those phenomenal games in the morning, but in the grand scheme of things, they really didn't matter when you have these two big dogs playing to end the day. It was the Dallas Cowboys go into Philadelphia, the NFC beast showdown, huge, huge game as far as first place in this division goes for the rest of the year. And the Eagles pulled it out at home 28 to 23. Take it away. It was a stressful, stressful game. Um, not entirely pleased with the way they played, you know, but they got it done. And you're sitting at eight and one now. You got a two game lead in the division, best record in the NFC by two games as well. Got to feel really good about where you're sitting going into the bye. Jalen Hurts got injured, got twisted up on. looked like looked like it could have been real bad. But he's a motherfucking dog. He stayed in. He played super well again. Two two passing touchdowns. Another uh, brotherly shove touchdown. Just just incredible stuff. Considering the replay of how that knee looked, um, and he's he's just a dude. He he. Uh, after the game, they they asked him about how he was able to stay out there, and and he said. For this city, I'll do anything, and you know Philly's gonna eat that shit up. So, it, he's 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 a dog, and the Eagles are dogs, and I'm just so happy they pulled that out. They really tried to choke it away. My big big concern is that they went up twenty eight seventeen. We're playing very well. They had two drives with the lead, and they went three and out on both. And that that was concerning because they had a chance to really put it away, never let it get close, and then they just couldn't do it. They 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 had to punt the ball back to the Cowboys with a minute something left. They have no timeouts, and have the Cowboys have got to go ninety yards. They give up like a forty yard pass interference the first play, just a huge chunk right off the bat, and then the the Cowboys get opportunities. Shout out Brandon Graham though. Dude, mm-hmm. Michigan man, Michigan man, been there for I think this is 14th year. He was drafted Super Bowl in like, champ. Yeah. He was drafted in 2010, so I uh, I guess it's his 13th year, all with the Eagles, but he got two sacks on that last drive. Um but yeah, it was a game of inches. Cowboys came real close to scoring a touchdown on one. Um it was ruled a touchdown at first and but the replay showed he was literally a half yard short and then on the two-point conversion uh for the for the cowboys when they did score Dak steps out would have made it a three-point game and they would have only needed a field goal at the end to tie it rather than needing a touchdown so yeah just you know game of inches but like i said i will not apologize for being eight and one i'm not ever going to apologize for beating the cowboys they got it done yeah, they did. They're eight and one going into the bye week. That's got to feel so fucking good. Like, oh, they must have partied hard after that game. I would have. A lot of those guys probably did. But the Cowboys actually looked really fucking good. Like, they were impressive. Dak was super impressive. And if there's a couple calls that go differently in that game, not not blaming on the reps or anything like that, but like it could have been a different story. And the Eagles are going to have to go to Dallas at one point and they're going to have to play there. And it could be a different story there. But that was a massive game to go and going forward to lock up the division. Like that was fucking huge. What are they up? Three games now? Three, two and a half or three? 
up two. Yeah, they're eight and one. Cowboys are five and three. So yeah, two and a half, two and a half. Two and a half, but right now you have the tiebreaker. So uh, it was a huge game, as big as it gets for week nine in the NFL. And they answered every time they had to. So did the Cowboys. It was fun to watch. I think both of those teams are a little legitimate, like NFC championship caliber teams. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it can work out to where they'll have to play in the NFC championship, right? Seating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. more than likely, division winner will be the one or two seed. And then the, the other one's a five. The other one will be the five. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that'd so be the, fucking awesome. Oh, that would be one of the biggest games in years. That would be incredible. Let's just hope for that. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I'm 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 down for that. Yeah. You, yeah, like you said, CD Lamb balled out. He's Oh, we talked uh, about how oh, 156 yards or whatever, that's his career high and then he goes and gets 190 the next 191. Beast. Yeah, exactly. I was like I was and I even said it at the time. I was like I don't want to say it because it, it it could happen next week and there it was. Yeah. Um, but we like we talked about before, I hate that the I hate the goddamn Cowboys, don't get me wrong, but I hate that they have, like, Parsons is dope. Um, CeeDee Lamb's fucking dope. Um, I hate that they have guys that I'm like, damn, they're they're those are good players. Those are guys that, regardless of what jersey they're wearing, I'm like, damn, I, I like watching them play. Um, but that being said, it's it's a, it was a weird game in regards to, like, box score stuff. Like, if you look straight box score, you're like, oh, the Cowboys scored 40. Mm-hmm. But the Eagles defense did just enough, like bend don't break type style. They only gave up six points in the second half. Like pretty pretty crazy. Um, so that that part's encouraging um overall for sure. It was definitely it, well, it's just encouraging because they definitely didn't play their best game and you still come away with a win in, in a game you really wanted to have. Um I was I was surprised by two things. One, like I said, how well Dak played against that defense. And then two, the way that the Cowboys defensive line was getting after it, like to start the game, I was like, oh shit, like there they come to fucking play today. Uh, but the Eagles settled down and they made some mistakes here and there, but ultimately they were just the better team and got it done. Yes, sir. Anything you want to say to Jay? E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bills going to Cincinnati, where the Bengals pulled it off 24 to 18 as they moved to five and three and dropped the Bills to five and four in what right now is the very bottom of that AFC playoff picture. So that was a big game right there. Huge game, huge game. And like you touched on a little bit earlier, the Bengals are looking like elite, elite team. They they figured it out again. And, you know, Joe Burrow continues to ball out. T. Higgins had a good day. Mixon looked good. They're they're just good. That defense continues to be very good. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say about them. Um, they just have it figured out right now. They're super dialed in. They're in a tough, tough division, toughest division by far. Um, but they look like a top five team for sure yeah. top probably top three right now like they are very good um and the bills on the flip side just continue to be weird they make a lot of mistakes and josh allen has to constantly play hero ball i still he obviously turns the ball over too much but they don't they literally don't have a run game like he has to do everything and so i think 
and he's got too much of a like gunslinger mentality like oh i could i could get that ball there um to be a guy that you have to rely on to do everything because he thinks and believes he can do everything and will do whatever he can to to do that and he got he had him in this game and the you know if the defense gets a stop there they're going to get the ball back with the chance to go win so he he did his thing um he threw the pick early but yeah the bills just got to get him some help in the run game and and they have leonard fournette coming but i mean he's old at this point although yeah, dog you, dude you see his thighs yeah, yeah. The picture of him in practice, I I don't want to tackle that guy. Holy no. shit! He actually but looks pretty good. He does. Um, so we'll see if that helps at all. But I I don't know. the 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 good thing for them is the whole AFC East is kind of in a weird spot right now. So the Bills should be okay in that regard. But the you know I I don't know. They they definitely got to figure it out over there. Yeah, it's a it's a song that you've been singing for a long time about Sean McDermott and not being the right guy for this team. And I was just I just saw this tweet today and it was kind of saying the same thing. It's like Sean McDermott is a guy that can he's a good head coach. Don't get me wrong. He can take a an average team and make them good or or a good team and make them great. He can get guys, you know, in the right mindset and get them hyped up and prepared and ready to play but this team needs someone to unlock Josh Allen. Like he is definitely being handicapped a little bit and he's almost having like a a little bit of a regression where it's like, we see how fucking elite he can be. He can be the best quarterback in the league, but he doesn't have like the right pieces around him right now. The run game is not there. The coaching doesn't seem to be there. Like he really needs someone like an Andy Reid kind of guy to like, take him to the next level and until they get that until they do something to really unlock that next step in him and that offense i don't think that they're competing in this afc yeah i agree i agree sucks though because he's cool as shit yeah he is super cool and i think if if the bills like fuck around and miss the playoffs or like super underperform um lose first round something like that I could see them making a move and that could in the long term be more beneficial for for Josh Allen and and the team in general. Yeah, definitely. I could do. And that wraps it up, man. I mean, god dang, start to finish that truly was just awesome. It was that that was uh hands down the best week um up to this point. And it's it's nice when you see the the schedule ahead of time. You're like, oh, this is going to be a good day of football, and it lives up to it. Yeah, yeah. It's always such a bummer when you have like a prime time game. That's the, it's just like a bust. These ones were all great. Hey, speaking of um, prime time games that are, yeah, you want to get there? Yeah, let's go ahead. Thursday night, and we have a big cat was tweeting about the the next four prime time games. Mm-hmm. It's this one, and then. We're gonna or get the next, next four standalone games, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I guess it's not prime time in the morning. Sunday morning, we got Pats and who is it? Colts. Yeah, in Germany. Someone, someone commented, "This is payback for World War One and World War Two because <laughs> 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 it's in Germany." And then I think the Raiders are the Sunday night game against the Jets. And then who's Monday night next week? It's another fucking Broncos Bills. Oh god. Well, at least the Bills are good. At least we get one good team out of like seven. <laughs> 
and one so, that we just talked about like are they good so yeah. <laughs> huh. well so let's just cover this thursday night game real quick we got the carolina panthers at one and seven going to chicago the windy city where the bears are two and seven and the bears you're not gonna believe this are three and a half point favorites with an over under of 39 and a half we got a combined three and 14 right here bryce young and his three picks from last week coming into town against Tyson Bajent, however you say it. Woo, doggy. Three and a half point favorites is insane. But they did just play decently. I, I, I will watch. I will watch. Oh, yeah. Start to finish. I'll probably start DJ Moore, revenge game, you know? Oh, hey, I'm yeah. like a little prop bet going on there. Anytime touchdown. Yeah. Two plus but, touchdowns, maybe. Yeah, seriously. The last time he played on Thursday, he <laughs> broke yeah. some records. But, yeah, these teams stink. Um, man, I, I don't know what to say. I, I I hope Bryce Young bounces back a little bit for his, his own sanity. Um, hopefully, I'm, I, I think the play here is – that over under is at 39 and a half. You just bet the over and hope for chaos, I think. Yeah. I will say at the game time, the, the kickoff temp is 40 degrees in Chicago. Gonna be a little chilly. Drops up yeah. obviously into the 30s throughout the game. It's gonna be a cold one. I'm calling it right now. This game's going to overtime, and the over is hitting in overtime. I don't even know if you can parlay that, but if you can, you make some nice money right there on a little same game parlay. You should bet. You can definitely bet to get it to go to overtime, though. No, I know. Sure. I'm def- I'm gonna bet that. Put it put it in the books right now. Bookie T, put me down for. I'll send you something. I will work something out. But this game going to overtime. Love that. You're gonna hate every part of it up until it gets there, and then it's gonna be like, fuck yeah, we got overtime. <laughs> exactly that. I I love that. I love that idea. Well, that wraps it up for the NFL. Unless you got anything else on that. No, I think um, you know. Just man, I love football, you know. Man, I like MILFs. Hell yeah. <laughs> Before we let these fine folks go, can you tell me what the fuck is happening in the NBA? The courts are looking like they're at Disney World again. They're fucking playing tournament games in the middle of November or whatever month we're in. Is it the playoffs? You know, you know how I know I'm getting uh, a little older is I all the NBA jerseys every year that they have they have new jerseys every year now. That shit's starting to piss me off. That's an old man take. And man, when I saw the court of that Thunder versus Warriors game, Thunder and blue jerseys, you're playing on a blue court. What are we doing? Boise State yeah. football out there. Yeah. Nuts. But the in-season tournament's a cool concept. So they kind of are stealing from like a – it's like a soccer model type thing. Like uh, soccer leagues do this a lot. Can you go one episode without fucking bringing soccer up, dude? Bro, talking football, okay? <laughs> but they they do these like in-season tournaments, kind of just find a way to um, – like a new, another trophy to play for. This one, the NBA is trying out. They put the um, – they they – split up the teams five teams in six groups um the winner of each group gets goes to the um what would that be quarterfinals the top eight 
Um, and then two wild cards go. So the top two remaining teams, which I'm I'm not sure what those what the tiebreakers or or things on that are gonna be. Um, but so then that's how they get the eight teams. Then from there they play knockout rounds. They play like an elimination tournament, which is sick. Like a, it's like eight team middle middle school basketball tournament. Like those were those were fun back in the day, you know. Let's do that. And then the, I think it's the semifinal and the final are both played in Vegas, or maybe it's all maybe it's the whole eight eight games eight teams tournament. But winner gets cash, so guys are gonna be a little motivated. I think it's it it might be around a million a player if I if I read that correctly. Um, but yeah, basically for the group stages, um, they're playing these games on it's Fridays. I think it's Fridays um, on the next couple weeks here and they are just, they're playing the games that way. They, you know, they'll have a little table with keeping track of who's at the top of the groups and everyone plays everyone. And then they situate, they uh, work it out to where um, you get to the quarterfinals and, and go play in Vegas. So cool concept. Um, Hopefully, Hopefully it gets the guys bought in, gets the teams bought in. I think, I think at least this first year of it, for sure, they'll people will be bought in because you just want to say you won the first one, you know. Um, and then we'll see how it goes from there. But I, I like that they're trying something different. Um, you know, NBA is probably the best out of all the leagues at that. Um, mm-hmm. At like trying to find new ways um, for you know revenue. And the cool thing about NBA too is they actually share that revenue with the players more than anyone else. So that, that, that's cool too. But uh, yeah, I think, I think it's got potential to be cool, especially once it gets to those knockout rounds. Yeah, definitely. I think those like first games, like on the Fridays that you mentioned, like they're just going to be basically regular, regular season games, but the knockout round is going to be fun. And I was just, I looked it up. So it's the six, uh, group winners and then the other two spots are filled by one team from each conference and it'll be whoever's the best record out of the teams that didn't make it okay so, yeah oh best overall record okay so you don't sense. win your group if you take second in your group say you know like the kings are in the group with the warriors mm-hmm. they take second but they have a great record in the you know the first stage of the group play they can make it in in that final spot for the west that makes sense and the group stage games count as like count towards the regular season record as well. Yeah. So it is interesting. It's, it's nothing that I've ever seen before. Like I don't really watch European soccer. NFL doesn't do this shit. MLB doesn't do anything like this. But like you said, NBA is always trying to find new ways. Like they've been tampering with the all-star game. They had the, um, was it the Elam ending? Yeah. A couple years now, which is, it was just super fucking fun to watch. Like that's, I love that. It's exciting as hell. Uh, it makes that. it a lot better. So good on them. Yeah, that that'll be a good off season pod. Like rule changes that we'd like to see. That's one I love. That it ends with a game winner every time. It's incredible. Yeah, that is cool. But yeah, we'll get we'll get into that more when when uh football's over. The old the old men don't like that though. The boomers hate that take. I know. So you're right in the middle. Still, you're still a young man. Yeah, exactly. Okay, my friend, that was a special fucking weekend, and I couldn't imagine spending this night with anyone else talking about it hey right back at you right back at you much love can't wait till the next one i can't wait also uh 
don't want to bore you with this because I already talked about soccer, but go watch some go watch some Champions League tomorrow. Best 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 competition in the world. Okay. Well, give me a winner. Um, you know, I don't I don't have one. I just like <laughs> the fans. It. Everyone who's Real, Real Madrid's gonna win the whole thing though. That's okay. Fair. All right, put your money on them. Okay. Till till next time, man. I'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers. Steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.